Hey all, this is Ed again, Community Lead at Persona. Super excited to have Adam here with me today. Adam is the founder of Capsule.io. Capsule is actually pretty interesting because Adam himself is super interesting. The guy is like a sponge. He loves, you know, getting information from everywhere, absorbing that and really trying to find ways in how can he implement and use that as like almost like his second brain to get things done. Adam's trying to simplify complexities and all this bureaucracy around the loan and borrow market. So if you're like looking for loan for real estate, for auto, it tends to be quite complex and complicated and messy to be very honest. And he's just like, you know, figuring out ways to make it super simple. So as he says, he's building like the kayak or Google flights, but for loans. So that's, that's pretty interesting. Adam's a pretty low profile guy. So you're not going to find him tweeting a lot, but he's actually, I love the fact that he's actually caring a lot for the network he has. So it's someone that I'm quite interested in, like staying in touch with, you know, learning more from. There's a thing that I just got in my mind that people who are building this stealth mode tends to be building something pretty remarkable where some other people just talk a lot and they like make these noises but it's there's not much going on behind the scenes so I, I like this about Adam that he's like really focused on his using his energy for the right things so without further ado let's have a conversation with Adam and learn a little bit more about capsule.io learn more about him and if you're interested you can go to capsule.io it's actually cpsl.io so it's pronounced capsule but it's cpsl so yeah, let's talk to Adam. And if you like this episode, please make sure you subscribe, you share this with people, share on your networks. If you're interested in being in, or if you know someone who could be interesting to be invited here, let me know. I'll be super keen to talk to these people. Uh, again, we're not setting setting boundaries of like, we're gonna only talk to this and this and this types of businesses. We, I'm all ears if you're interested. And if you wanna join the Persona community, go to withpersona.com slash community, and I'll see you there. Okay, take care, stay well. I'll talk soon. I got Adam here. Adam, thank you so much for the time. Uh, I mean, first of all, who is Adam Luther? And then tell me a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I appreciate you having me, Ed. Um, so I'm born and raised in Northern California, spent 10 years in tech, both at big companies and some small startups. But the common thread through my 10 years of professional working experience was marketplaces. Um, basically building the forum or optimizing the forum where buyers and sellers meet. And so having gone all the scar tissue from dealing with marketplace businesses, starting them from scratch or an idea on a piece of napkin, I came up with an idea after having my own personal battles with shopping for loans in real estate and auto transactions. I'm pretty sure most people would agree, but uh, generally speaking, when you go to a bank and get a loan, I don't think people care about who it comes from so long as it's the best price. And so in the real estate world and auto world especially, uh, the tiniest interest rate savings can be a lot of money because it's usually spread over five years on a car, or maybe three years or 30 years on a mortgage. And so it may not look like a lot, but going from 3.875 to 3.75 isn't a very big jump on an interest rate uh, standard deviation basis, but it's a lot of money when you amortize it over um, the term of a loan. So um, I dealt with this problem 70 times head on both in auto and real estate transactions. And I realized that in order for me to find the best price, I have to basically door to door, knock and ask people questions, give them some documentation, basically engage with them as if I'm like their friend after 45 minutes of dialogue. And then they give me a price. So they say like, hey, we'll, we'll give you the home, you give us this down payment and we'll give it to you at this price. This is the layman's version of it. But mm -hmm. um, having those dialogues 
after five or seven of them, you're exhausted. I mean, this is a nights and weekends job. And so when you're looking for a home or trying to finance a car, you only have so much time before like you just give up and you're like, okay, I have five options. I'm going to choose the best in the lot and then go with that loan or go with that lender. Um, what I believe should exist um, is a kayak type marketplace. When you go on kayak or Google flights, let's say super simple UI, no ads, no spam. You're not getting beaten up with a bunch of friction. You just type in, I want to go from this airport to that airport on these dates and boom, you get every single carrier that flies on that route to give you their price. So within seconds, you know, A to Z, all the players in the space and what the price is. Um, and you pick your experience, right? And if you want a bigger seat, um, Google Flight shows you information like that. But more or less, you give it 10 seconds of your time with constraints and you get options. I want the same thing to exist for loans. Um, and we're starting by building the most frictionless experience for borrowers so they can come on not have to be bombarded by who are you, where do you work, what's your boss's phone number, how much do you make, um, what's your headquarters address for your company, um, how much money do you have in this account, how much money do you have in that account. I mean, it's literally hundreds of fields that people manually fill out today, and that's just to get one quote. So I want to build the essential, I mean, excuse me, the equivalent of having a user spend less than 10 seconds giving constraints and then get an idea of what their options are. And obviously people are smart. They'll pick the cheapest lender because money is just as green as it is from the next guy. So all things equal, my belief is that because users obviously want to pay as little as possible for a regular loan, why not give them the forum where people can bid on their business um, and, and they can find yeah. the best price really fast just by a couple of clicks. That's awesome. And I mean, first of all, congrats, because that's on itself a big challenge. I, I, yeah, I can yeah. tell. I mean, I think I've been recently in this situation where I bought a house and I was going through like loans. And usually I think there may be two concerns, right? First is like knowing who you can borrow from. Like yeah. Usually the idea is that you can only go to banks and there probably there's way more than you can do and options around there of like mm -hmm. even like other companies that are not necessarily banks. Second, to your point, you fill out this, I don't know, 30 page form. Again, it's disgusting. It, it's boring. It's long. You take forever. Mm -hmm. And then once you're done, you don't get a quote. You just get like someone's going to call you back. And you're like, yeah. oh, my God. And then you have to go through everything again. And it's yeah. just, it's so arbitrary. You're like, oh, so, okay. Based on all of that, it's this percentage interest rate or whatever it is like that we can offer you the, this right. amount for. And it's right. just really, really bad, as you said. It, this is, um, I love this idea. And I, I'm grateful someone is doing this. I hope someone mm -hmm. is doing this in Europe as well. Uh, yeah, I yeah. I mean, hopefully that's us in a few years. Yeah, why not? Of course, of course. And I have a question because, I mean, I, I'm going to play devil's advocate here because obviously when you throw yeah. in like an option like, you know, a kayak for uh, any options, usually people will go for like the, by default, the cheapest option. Like they're like, okay, Correct. this is the lowest interest. But there's probably way more things that go on that, like credibility of that you know, uh, credit or the, the, uh, that brand behind it. Yeah. Um, are you kind of like thinking about these things as well? Yeah. Um, so I spent a couple of years in one of those marketplaces that I worked at for 10 years was actually Yelp. Um, oh, and right. as you know, like Yelp's decision driving comes from reviews. So when you look for a place to eat, you're not going to go to the newest restaurant with like one review. If mm -hmm. there's a better restaurant right underneath it for the exact same type of food that has 500 five-star reviews. So given how I learned in the two years that I spent at Yelp, like 
the psychology behind decision making when it comes to reviews um, and just general credibility. There's a very similar um, thinking that happens in shopping for a lender, like deciding who to work with is going to find your deal. Lenders will bait and switch. They will say, oh, Ed looks like a credit worthy borrower. We'll give him this rate. And then a month later, when they show you documents and you're ready to move into your home, it's the rate has gone up. Mm. Um, So like a lot of ethical decision making happens, a lot of reputation decision making happens from a borrower's angle. And right now, um, the the I guess the gold standard is reviews. Uh, We've definitely thought about it and we're going to definitely find a way to bake in a review piece. Um, I don't know if Yelp is the best model to go after um, because, you know, reviews can be bought. But we believe that underneath, underneath um, as a part of our sweet sauce, in terms of a recommendation or the list of options, we can basically build an equivalent for credibility and scoring so that based on a number of data points, like number of transactions, um, general consensus of those transactions from the borrower's point of view, and if that person came through on the terms that they promised, the best will come to the top and the bad players will fall to the bottom. So the people that do this bait and switch game, the people that take six months to close a loan when it should take two weeks, those guys will naturally fall to the bottom and they won't get as much business or exposure. Just like you have on like the 10th page of Google results. No one knows who those people are. When you're looking for a search on Google, you hit the first page and the first few results are who you generally trust. Same thing I believe we can build um, within our confines, which is the bad players will be buried um, that's just their own doing and the good players with good experiences and good prices will come to the top yeah it makes sense i think it, it's totally fair and i mean how obviously to come up with this um, you mentioned marketplace but that's yeah one side of the business i mean there's the whole thing behind it which is like this the application uh, form yeah yeah everything that goes around yeah. it like how, how what what are you thinking about like i mean what's your expertise and like are you building this with a team of experts in this? Because it sounds like super complicated, even though it's simple to explain. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, everything I'm giving you today is an amalgamation of a bunch of scars, but also like dialogues that I've had with people in in the industry. So right now, at this moment in time, it's just me and a co-founder, technical co-founder that writes all the code. Um, And he takes a lot of what I give him as gospel because I've gone through this process from a borrower's point of view so many times. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's gone through it a handful as well, but um, whatever I tell him is like the way the world works. He generally uh, falls in line with and believes because I've gone through it so many times. Like I know this intimately, like I, I sleep with these memories. So um, in terms of the build today and our progress in taking MVP to market, it's mostly been driven by my experiences and my preference for design. But um, our goal is um, to iterate in the early day with really small lenders that have time and bandwidth to kind of feel like advisors. So the early lenders that we're piloting right now with are basically SMB type lenders. They're small guys, maybe five man companies, and they run a very small credit line. They're basically brokers. So they go and sell loans to Ed and Adam, and then they go resell them later on to Wall Street or bigger bigger buyers. Um, Now these guys have more bandwidth. They're not like a nine to five Bank of America or Wells Fargo butts and seat type people. So they are like fascinated by new tech. So they can not only help inform product guidance and technical features, but they also like want to feel like they're making a change in the industry. Um, And so their feedback and guidance is going to be super helpful, I think, in the next six months as we bring on a handful of these guys and use them as a customer advisory board um, for the lender product. 
But yeah, I mean, going back to your initial question, uh, there's three big pillars we put the business on. One being this like lender operating system, which is how do you help these small and medium-sized lenders do a better job by uh, taking in borrowers and then converting them? Uh, the second piece is like a application form replacement. So can I make Ed's life so much easier that instead of filling out 100 fields, he takes three pictures and does a selfie scan with Persona? Like that's a very easy and slick experience and it doesn't cost Ed more than 10 seconds. And then the third thing is the marketplace that I think we've talked about um, a good amount so far. But yeah, the marketplace I think is the the mecca. But along the way, we need to build the along the journey. We need to build the really nice form application application form replacement and the lender OS for these people to transact with people that are using Capsule. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And I think you touched on two really really interesting things there. Uh, obviously, you, as you said, like you gone through this, you found the opportunity. But the risk was like, okay, how do we then verify this, you know, applications in something that's like easy, but, you know, also makes sense, right? It has to be sensible. You don't want to just make it simple, but not necessarily efficient. So yeah. uh, I love that because, I mean, it touched on Persona and, you know, without trying to get like some, you know, free, free camel here I mentioned, but <laughs> <Promotion>. uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, self-promo, but how, I mean, how did you find out about Persona or like, did you get to a point where you're like, we need to do some verification and maybe this is going to be something that we can do through a solution, like a third part solution. And then you did your research or you had like in the back of your mind, like I do have to do this. I mean, I'm curious, you're like, how did you find out about Persona? But even the fact that this could be potentially a solution for you. Yeah, um, I honestly can't remember how I came to learn about you guys, but it was through a consumer app I use. Um, and that's because like, I'm a nerd and I, I um, self, self assess as one and I don't think it's anything to be like ashamed of, but I spend most of my days on forums like Hacker News. So I'm always looking or product hunt or even um, like YC launch. Yeah. So I'm basically seeing like a constant feed of new and upcoming projects or companies and products. And so um, I think like when we're Turo, the car sharing service, I was probably one of the first hundred users. Wow. Um, and I think Turo is a customer if I'm, if I'm not mistaken of Persona. But I, I was using one of these consumer products as a really early user, and I saw Persona's branding on the bottom when I was doing, I think, a selfie scan, actually. Um, and so I saw this a bell clicked or something clicked in my mind, so I had noted it down for later. Um, I also use a adjacent service that I think Persona, you guys know a lot about, and I think pair well, uh, pair really nicely with is uh, Stitch, the Magic Link sign-on provider. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So when I was thinking about like, just the wireframes for what Capsule should look and feel like. I was already well informed of the possible players a partner up with like Persona that agree with our goalpost of how do you make lives really easy and delete all friction that's possible. So instead of typing in a username and password, how do you make it so that they just type in their email and they get a link and they click instead of typing a password or remembering a password? Um, how do you mitigate fraud? I mean, like in our world, in lending especially, there's a few major pillars just uh, that um, drive underwriting and drive decisioning for a lender to give you money. It's, do you do you make a constant pattern of money or is your income uh, lumpy? If it's lumpy, it's a problem. Mm -hmm. And then are you really who you say you are? No one wants to give away $800,000 to a fake person. Um, yeah. So these absurd amounts of money but also like pattern matching for to figure out like does this person make a regular income um are really big decisions that happen in lending and so persona is like 
fit like it's it's I I think its value fits like a glove in terms of what our value is as well and the value we want to deliver to lenders and borrowers alike. Um, can we prove that Ed's driver's license is actually Ed, mm-hmm. or vice versa? Yeah, yeah, that's amazing, man. It's it's great because I think there's um. A lot of people think of, you know, this kind of validation and, and this process as something that's just for highly regulated businesses. And obviously lending is super important, but I think it touched yeah. something that's even more important than that, which is like the trust level and understanding, like, is this person who they claim to be? Uh, yeah. And it, 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 I mean, you're spot on. I mean, this is so great. How much, I mean, I'm curious because being a nerd, being like curious, I think that's something that I have a little bit of me, but you already taught me something at the very beginning of this <laughs> uh, conversation already. I'm dying to try this continuity. Uh, but how much of that, because their fellow founders who are like probably listening to this or like watching us and they're like, man, this, I, I wish I had someone like Adam in my team. How much of this do you feel like contributes to what you're building now? Like the fact that you're like super curious, trying like new things, like being like early adopting like tools and platforms. Does that help you like be more successful or even like find an alternative that you wouldn't be thinking otherwise? I don't like to self-assess and say I'm either successful or not. I think like um, like a lot of people like Mark Cuban, I think says always be a student or always be like a sponge. Um, I live by that like ethos. I like, I only use Hacker News and all these like sites to come up on the latest and greatest because I like always want to learn about how to do things better. I think like maybe at my core, you could say like I'm an automation junkie. Um, like I'm always looking for a fast track. Mm-hmm. If there's three steps that most people follow and I can find a way to do the exact same, get to the same exact destination with one step instead of three, I'm always, I'm always ears. Um, so I don't necessarily see it as an edge or a leg up or as a measure of more success than the guy next to me. But I do think like it definitely serves me when I think of new ideas to maybe I already have seen a tool like persona in my past life that I could integrate into this new idea. And that's the case with capsule. I didn't think about persona after I had already conceived capsule and started wireframing it and building it and coding it with my, uh, with my partner. Um, I already knew about Persona. And so like having it in the back of my mind or having it as like a tab saved in like a drawer that I have in my Notion was helpful because I could just quickly do a quick search and see um, possible players or integrations that I have on like a, what do you call it, wish list. Yeah. Um, so again, I don't think it's an edge or a competitive advantage per se. I just think it comes with who I am. Like I'm always looking to learn and um, come from a place of humility, I would say to just always understand if someone is doing something that is a little better than the way I've normally normalized doing it, what can I learn from this person or this company or this product? So um, that's kind of how I look at it. That's awesome, man. I love that. Uh, And I mean, what's next for you guys? I mean, are you guys operating? Like, are you up and running now? Can people go in and like start to book, you know, time with you or what's next? Yeah, yeah. Um, We're very selective right now with our onboarding. So um, our go-to-market is actually not the most linear in terms of like starting a company and launching and going to market. We don't want all the publicity right now um, in regards to like borrowers knocking on our door asking for help. Uh, Mm -hmm. We're pretty selective in choosing small and medium-sized lenders to help them with the lender operating system, which is the intake engine or application engine for borrowers and help them do a better job with their book of business. The next step then is building like a consumer product, which we'll get to, I think later on, but right now most of our energy is spent in serving lenders, um, followed by stage two would be building a consumer product like Kayak, 
And then you have a marketplace once you've already solved a problem for both the sellers and the buyers in this would-be forum. The next thing is building the forum. Um, so right now, to answer your question directly, unfortunately, we're pretty selective on who we're bringing on on the lender OS product. Um, but the goal is obviously to very soon like open up really wide and make all these announcements and splashes and take on and help borrowers. But for anybody interested that's watching, if you're shopping for a home or loan, like I'm not going to turn down helping you out. It'll just be, I mean, like this is a disclaimer, like it'll be a little bit more manual than we'd like. But I'll do that work. I would I would love to help people get the best rates and terms because like a lot of I mean a lot of money can be saved by just a couple of hacks that I know that I want to bake into software. But um, like I said, I won't turn anybody away that's looking for help if they're in the, if they're in the middle or at the beginning of a transaction. But right now, like most of our energy is focused on helping lenders first, like the small and medium sized lenders. Yeah. So if those okay. folks are watching, we'd love to help them like right now. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, scarcity is also a, a strategy and it helps as well. Right. I wish I knew you before I bought my house, man. I <laughs> would get like oh, yeah. a way better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to refi, but yeah, lo always love to help. Always love to help if I can do anything. That's awesome. Uh, I have a question that's maybe like a, the, the geek side of me as well. Like kind mm -hmm. of seeing what's going on there. And I'm curious to hear your perspective. I mean, there's a lot of like new, I'm not going to say like the companies yet. They're probably like features or people chasing opportunities with ai um yeah do you feel that this could help you because you mentioned like i mean if there's a shortcut or there's a way to do this better with automation or any type of work that saves human hours you'd be up for it do you feel yeah. ai could be like a next step or something that you're interesting as well um i don't think it would be a next step like a definitive next step in our journey i think it would be something that we layer on um mm -hmm. into our roadmap um a lot of people have been talking about AI recently and I don't like want to force an opinion or like push some weird narrative that I might get a lot of pushback for. But my thinking is that like we've had a version of AI for a long time. I mean, if you think about what OCR does, OCR is a computer via camera taking a picture of something and parsing off data from it. Not the best, but it's only gotten better over the past 10 years. We're using OCR. so. If we were talking 10 years ago and AI wasn't even a concept or an acronym even, we were using AI and we were thinking about AI in our business today as Capsule because we're doing OCR. Um, like right now, what we're building is a ad should be able to come on, take a couple of pictures and not have to worry about the data on those pictures, like his driver's license, number, date of birth, et cetera, or his pay stubs. Our software will do all that. It'll take off the core data that a lender needs to see without having to have Ed type in that stuff manually. So AI can definitely, I think, be a crutch um, or at least like a support post. But um, I think down the road, we can figure out like where its place is in our business. But I mean, I believe that we've been using it for a longer time than it's been talked about. It's only become recent, like a recently a phenomenon of sorts, but um, we've, we've used OCR as many other tools I think there's also a world wherein like not to replace underwriting or humans in the businesses that we help, like lending businesses, AI can augment those jobs. Yeah. Um, AI can maybe take a first pass or a GPT equivalent can take a first pass at an application. And then based on some provided constraints from the lender, they can just look at a application really fast via capsule and decide yay or nay. If the mm -hmm. lender, I mean, if the borrower has like a really bad credit score or just lumpy income, and unfortunately, there's one bank using our software doesn't help those types of borrowers. 
then why does it require a human intervention? Why can't a computer really quickly respond in five seconds and say, yeah, or nay, and then yeah. not waste the borrower's time? So, um, I mean, I don't know if AI is going to be that like silver bullet per se, but I go back to this example over and over again. Um, Kayak and Google Flights are really nice places for information on how to get from A to B because you go there and you spend five seconds giving constraints and then you click and boom, you get every single player. You don't have to wait for five minutes or a day to come back with this airline's price. You get every single price. That should be an existing offering in the loan space. And I think that can be done by software and AI. It doesn't need many humans. Um, if a bank has particular underwriting guidelines, they should be able to provide it to an API through our maybe our system and present those options to a borrower, just like you get on Kayak. Um, like I just love the instantaneous nature of searching for flights. And I don't love the non-existent instant instantaneous nature of looking for a loan. Yeah. So AI could definitely be like a steroid in that, but who knows if it'll replace. I can't make bets yet. Yeah, yeah. And I have like curiosity, like, I mean, you, I, I imagine that founders meet with fellow founders. They kind of like keep in touch or, you know, at least try to understand what's going on in their worlds. And is there anything yeah. that you're, any company that you have been following like recently or anyone building something interesting that maybe it's like under the radar, like it's not like so known uh, or maybe it's completely not related to AI, but that you feel like, oh, these guys are doing something quite interesting. And I'm following them. Um. I mean, this is biased a little bit, but I have a buddy of mine that runs a company called Pinwheel. Yeah. Um, and Pinwheel is basically an API for pay data. Wow. <clears throat> so these guys had their glory. I mean, not these guys, this industry had their glory in the um, FinTech boom that happened over the past couple of years. Mm -hmm. And um, basically they, they modeled after what Plaid does. Plaid lets you single sign on to any bank and then share that banking data with whatever consumer app Plaid is inside that you're using, like Robinhood, for example. Uh -huh. um, so my buddy, Kurt, started this company. I used to work with him at Volvo, actually. And this company essentially would be a great partner for us. But I've been following him as a friend from the sidelines, but plan to like work with him on a deeper level, um, business to business, pretty soon. Because what he can do, and I think which is pretty neat, is for borrowers, instead of having to go manually get pay stubs, I think being able to sign on frictionless and then have pay stubs be streaming or pay data be streaming to an app like ours is pretty neat wow. and pretty compelling. Um, like imagine a world wherein you have this locker ed of like your insurance documents, your assets, any liabilities, you have credit cards or like major loans outstanding. Um, literally every personal finance related document, like your brokerage balances in a locker that's guarded by you, the best security, it's all yours, no one's selling it, pieces of it. Um, but that locker only required you five minutes to set up. So what I'm talking about is like helping use that locker at the point of sale when you're looking for a loan. But what Kurt is thinking about, um, which I think is a really compelling idea, is how does Ed log in once to his payer or his pay, uh, pay stub provider and have that data always be streaming with the latest into this uh, locker? I think that's pretty wow. neat. Like I think never having to go dig into ADP or Gusto, whoever pays you or throw over what platform you get your, your pay um, or like ever touch your driver's license again 
um, or any insurance documents ever again. Just have all those silos be streamed in to a locker that's yours, that's centralized. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah. And I, I, I always liken this to like five years ago, 10 years ago, when you go to get coffee, you take your wallet out. Actually, 20 years ago, you take your wallet out and give them your card. And then your card had um, imprinted numbers. And what they would do is take that card and carbon paper swipe it so that yeah. they had a paper receipt. And then you'd sign that receipt. Um, I mean, I'm dating myself by saying all this. But <laughs> I do remember all like, of that. <laughs> imagine taking out your wallet and then someone yeah. takes a carbon paper and then put yeah. something over it to like, get the number off of it. And then every night they reconcile those receipts manually and charge your card for that coffee. Now, what do you do? You, t you take your phone out, double tap it, and boom, money moves. And you yeah. walk away with coffee in two seconds. Um, yeah. I, I, I love that premise. And I can't imagine other industries not using a version of that to like replace these archaic and frictionful experiences. Totally, man. I mean, I, I'm all in for that. I, I wonder, like, I'm still hoping that someday we're not going to have passports anymore because the paper yeah. passports is just a nightmare. Exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly. I'm all in for that. Man, that's great. I, I'm, I'm, it's good. I'm, I'm always learning stuff from people that I'm talking to. So I, I really appreciate your time for that's this. That's awesome. You're just like me. You're a sponge. <laughs> yeah, I love doing that. And, and let me ask, Mike, is there any way people can find you if they want to connect with you, maybe follow things that you're working on, uh, Capsule, but even beyond that, like follow Adam in general? Like, do you have like a channel that you prefer people to follow you on or you're more like a stealth mode guy? I'm not really stealth mode. Um... I used to say like, I'm a reader, not a tweeter. Um, uh -huh. And I, I still am. I, I like to soak in information and not really like share too much or like riff about random things. Like I just saw a bird or whatever. Like people post a lot on Twitter or like yeah. saw this fight happen. Like I am pretty quiet online. Um, and frankly, it's like, I just, I'd rather be building. I'd rather put my head down and build. And it's not so much like, guarded stealth mode operate operation in my mind it's um more so like can i give that energy elsewhere to my family to anything else other than like the internet yeah. and like pounding my chest all day so i don't use linkedin i use AngelList just so people kind of have an idea of where i've spent time at companies but um my network lives in a notion database and on my phone in my in my favorites list and i like to keep in touch with my friends that i've made both in like my personal life, but also like professional life that I made friends through um, and keep in touch with them and like just log notes from calls. So uh, unfortunately, there's not many places that I have like public information about myself online. Capsule.io is the business I'm building. Um, I'm on Angelus, I'm on Twitter, but um, yeah, most of my friends, I guess weirdly enough, I just give my energy to them via calling them or texting them or seeing them. And so I keep a pretty small circle and it's usually organized um, internally as opposed to like LinkedIn where I can look up who Ed knows or who this person knows. Yeah. So sadly, I don't have that deep of a public network, but I'm happy with what I have in private in this little bubble of mine. Oh, man. I mean, I, I have I could be like a whole podcast only on that because I have uh, I've spent, spent some time going offline, let's call it from my yeah. online world. And it's just so much better. I mean, there's so much going on. And that's like even yeah. prior to I know pandemic or any of that pandemic was just like a reminder for a lot of people. But you're absolutely right. I mean, put time on, you know, where your heart is like family, right? Get stuff that you know, did you love doing? Yeah, I was actually right, going right. and checking you on Twitter. I was like, dude, this guy has like a post in 2020. Like, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a stealth. Um, yeah. No, but a lot of people like on that note, uh, a lot of people take a lot of pride in like knowing a lot of people, like whatever, 500 connections on LinkedIn. 
I would rather have like a deep relationship with 50. And yeah. I have that. I mean, like yeah. I know right now cold, you could quiz me and tell me like, who do you know at Adobe that works in product? Well, I could tell you that person's name as opposed to having to go on LinkedIn and sift through it. And then maybe like I talked to this person three years ago. Yeah. So like not to knock on people that use LinkedIn religiously, um, power to them, but I don't want to invest my time in there. And I'd much rather I take more pride in someone asking me like, can you connect me to this person at this company or this person with this core competency? Cause I'm looking for advice. I can make that call and introduction on text in 10 seconds. So yeah. for me, it's like quality over quantity, rather have four quarters than 10 dimes. Um, but yeah, also just some calculus in regards to energy given. So I'm not gonna spend an hour commenting or dunking or tweeting on the internet when I can give that to other people that I think very highly of in my, in my friend circle or my family. Yeah. No, you're, you're right, man. I mean, you're absolutely right. So I'll I'll let leave the link for the capsule.io here and Appreciate make sure that. people can, you know, link to you. And whenever like you're expanding, let us know. Be happy to, you know, talk again and, and hear like what's going on in your uh, you know, next ventures and even capsule just growing to Europe. Who knows? Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'll that's stay the in goal. Touch, I appreciate it, Ed. Thank you for the time. Thanks for um, jumping on and just like riffing with me um, and learning and curious and your curiosity to learn more about what we're doing. Yeah, we'll I, I learned all the sure. terms. I seriously like I learned like three or four terms like before even the call and after the call, I'm like, oh no, no more stuff. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's too much. Yeah. No, that's, that's cool. It was, it was great chatting, Ed. Thanks for um, setting this up. First of all. I think it's uh, really noble of you. Um, and like, I think Persona is great. We can't wait to integrate more um, and grow together, but look forward to staying in touch. Again, thanks for the time and jumping on with me. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, and thanks everyone. Uh, I'll put the links below and thanks again, man. Take care and stay cool. well.